0: Hey, everybody, this is Pete Chianka welcoming you to the March edition of Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. It is March, right? Uh, last I checked. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm here with Dave London Hi, Dave. Yes. It's, it feels like February with all the <laughs> snow, but. I know, I've completely lost track of. Once you lose track of the month, you know you're getting old. Right. You know, a day here and there, but what you, you you lose complete months. Yeah, we well, know. But, you know, eventually it'll be the year 2000 and we'll have to move <laughs> on. That's right. I'm a little worried about Y2K. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm going to start backing up all my, all my media. <laughs> um, so we are here uh, to talk comic strips and comic books and comic events. And, and in a little while, we're going to be talking to Jonathan Todd, who is one of the planners of the very first ever Boston Kids Comic Fest, which is happening sort of in our backyard up, up here, which is a great event. So we'll be talking to him. But, but first, I, I want to remind everybody to check out, um, the they're prepping the new issue of Comic Strip Cartoonist magazine. And if you go to our website, pet um and com slash podcast, you'll see links to find out more about that great magazine that... Um, so there's profiles up and coming cartoonists and more established cartoonists, and uh, actually uh, two cartoonists who are in this room right now, me and Dave um, they're hoping to have some of our work in there, not this issue but the the coming issue, um, but it looks like they got some great stuff planned for this issue too
1: yeah so i and I'm actually a subscriber, so they, there's the uh, print edition and there's also the
0: PDF version. I actually get it by PDF, so that's pretty nice that way I can just save it till y two k exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that thing is gone yeah. um. So definitely check that out. We're, we're um, sort of partners with them in our uh, in our love of comic strips, and our uh, uh, we cover a lot of the same topics. So uh, we're excited to be um, involved with them. And um, meanwhile, we just keep doing a, doing our thing. Now there was just a new uh, announcement of a new strip that was syndicated. Right. So there's there's a web
1: comic. It's called Wallace the Brave yep. by a cartoonist by the name of Will Henry. And uh, so he started out. Um, um, with the online strip, and he would
0: just announce that uh, syndication contract, and because I think you know those of you who uh, follow the industry know that you may sometimes wonder: Do comic strips still get syndicated? It seems so rare these days. So it's nice to hear uh, that they're the syndicates are still sort of willing to uh, take a chance on a new cartoonist and not just run you know reruns of a dead cartoonist's work <laughs> from now until eternity. Um, and and you hear cartoonists, I know that's, um, you know, that's something that Stephen Pastas who does uh, Pearls Before Swide, is always talking about how, you know, they need to put to rest some of these comic strips that are in, have been in reruns for a hundred years and give a chance to to the new guys. And, and, and this one is very good, very well drawn. And, um, you know, definitely a Calvin and Hobbes slash Peanuts type feel to it. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, as you point out, I think the big thing is, you know, the newspaper industry has changed. There's not as many print newspapers anymore. And so the syndicates still are a driving force. And to see that, you know, as cartoonists, you can still uh, attempt to get into a syndicate. I think that's a big thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, Jonathan Todd is here. You are listening to Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with London and Chianka. Okay. And as promised, we are here with uh, Jonathan Todd, our guest today on the Strip Search Podcast. Who's here to talk about the uh, Boston Kids Comics Fest, which Dave and I are going to? We are pumped. Am I right, Dave? We are.
1: We are pumped. We're also. Did you talk about how we're going to be recording from
0: there? That's right. We will. We will be doing um, our April podcast. Uh, we're going to. Uh, I think. We, I think we're going to do a Facebook Live from the event, so you'll be able to watch us in real time, and we'll also be recording for our our April podcast. Um, you know, but but uh, we're going to let our guest talk about it because he knows a lot more about it than I do. Uh, welcome, Jonathan.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the, the Boston Kids Comic Fest, yeah, that's going to be on April 28th. It's the last Saturday in April um, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's going to have a, kind of an indie-style uh, comics festival. But the difference is it is, is features comics and graphic novels that are designed specifically for kids. Um, a lot of times you go to these festivals and um they they have all kinds of materials, and sometimes the material like is more for an adult crowd and so, like if you're bringing you know y- young ones you you just might not feel comfortable um at these festivals. so this one is, is totally kid safe and it's it's gonna just feature some great um graphic novels that are it's becoming more popular with. At schools and at libraries, and it in hopefully will be a resource to provide educators, parents, with uh, just a a knowledge base on what are some great graphic novels for kids.
0: That's awesome. Now that's now you're an illustrator, you and a cartoonist. Just tell us just a little bit, just so our our listeners know about how how did you get into this? You know, what what is your little bit of your background illustrating, and how did you wind up being a planner for an event like this?
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I. discovered comics when I was probably like seven and a half. I was um uh, in my sister's dormitory room. She had a brief stint at a boarding school, believe it or not. And um it, there was a a Garfield I think the Green Garfield comic book. I think it was like the third one. <laughs> and I had never seen comics before. And I opened it up and I was laughing and I thought, wow, this is very interesting. So then um at my next birthday I think I asked for a Garfield comic book and I enjoyed it then, and then I was a, a bored kid in my dad's office, and I thought, huh, maybe I could draw something mm. like this. And so instead of a cat, I came up with a dog and he was, um, I. What were his feelings on lasagna? <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, I tried. I, it, instead of lasagna, I did pizza. I tried to change it enough so people wouldn't get on to me. But interestingly, this dog named Arf, he did have stripes, and I don't know any dogs that have stripes. But that was the Thanks, so. if you did. That's how I got into comics, and then um, in high school, I got into political cartoons, um, and then eventually, I found myself into. Uh, Comics again, and then um, graphic novels.
0: Mm-hmm. That's terrific. And how about so? How does that lead to? Is this the first time you've planned an event like this?
2: Yeah, um, you know, to tell you the truth, I uh, when I started doing my graphic novel, I you know, I work full time, I have full time job, and I wanted, I developed this philosophy of doing things incrementally, so I would. I discovered zines, so you how you could um, just self-publish your own comics, and I thought about serializing my graphic novel. So what gets me really motivated about getting work done, getting pages done, is having to uh, present my work kind of at a comics festival. And so there's a lot of these indie comics festivals all, all around the country. Um, there's uh, Cake, um, Chicago Alternative Comics Expo in Chicago, there's MOCA down in New York City. There's SPX is the, the famous, one of the famous ones. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I really like those kind of festivals. But the problem is, one, um, there's so much competition to get in at these festivals. You have to you know, submit your work, and you may or may not get in. And then, two, if you get in, you have to travel there. So it's airfare, hotel stay. And, you know, as a family guy with, you know, paying, you know, you know for school and different things for my kids or mortgage, um, like, <laughs> little, having, little yeah, like yeah, having like a thousand dollars just, you know, for my side project was a lot. So the idea was, hey, I'm going to uh, come up with my own festival. And I was I tapped local resources. I know a lot of folks and we're pulling it together. Um, it's being co-organized um, by um, Uh, Famous comic book shop in Harvard Square, the Million Year Picnic. Uh, Tony Davis, the owner there, and then also a very entrepreneurial library director named Mina Jane, uh, who's now in charge of the Medfield Public Library. And so we joined forces, and um, we're we're very, very excited. Uh, We have a number of special guests lined up. There will be about 15 cartoonists kind of selling their own work. There will be a table that features the work of young cartoonists kind of kids who are just starting to draw like, um, you know, when I was eight, Mm -hmm. but so kids who are now, are doing it now up to, you know, age 17, and they'll be selling their own comics. Uh, There'll be uh, reader recommendation panels. Um, There'll be a panel of cartoonists where the kids will get to ask cartoonists how they got to become cartoonists. Um, There'll be kind of educational panels where it teaches kind of Educators, how to uh, effectively teach graphic novels in classrooms, um, and then of course there'll be a lot of free workshops where kids can learn to draw their own comics. So, so it's, it's um,
0: so it sounds like there's something for the kids and for adults who are interested in this too. If they're you know if they're looking for for something, it's not just for your for your kids and certainly not just for little kids. It sounds like it's a it's a wide variety.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the target age is from like early readers to um, age 12, as far as the content. Um, but then, you know, you know parents there, you know, educators there, um, anyone who wants to learn more about uh, graphic novels and comics for kids. do you th- oh, Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was going to say,
1: when you, uh, when you first started talking about it, you talked about the date, but oh. uh, you didn't give the location. And oh. <laughs>
0: if,
1: if there's a way for people to go on the web to learn about it, do you want to just do a plug? Oh, <laughs> yes,
2: sure. Thank you, Dave. Um, so um, it's going to be hosted at the... Uh, Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church, which is in Jamaica Plain, it's forty Walk Hill Street. Uh, the times are uh, ten a.m. to five p.m. The website to get more information is uh, Boston Kids Comics Fest dot WordPress dot com. Um, yeah. and, you know, and, we'll, and yeah. we'll have all that
0: information on our website too, petpeepscomic.com slash podcast. Um, where you'll be able to listen to this podcast if you are listening to it somewhere else right now and would like to listen to it there Uh, and we'll have all the information about the the kids comic fest so it sounds like um do you is it an all-day affair should people plan to sort of park themselves or could you sort of stop in and out and and um you know is it okay if you have a half an hour or an hour will there be something for everybody at all times of the day
2: yeah, it's, it's designed as a drop-in thing. It's it's kind of, in a way, you can think of it as mainly a uh, graphic novel and comics book fair. Mm-hmm. So just like a book fair, you can go any time. So it's going to have that feel. Um, if you want to stay all day, you, you probably can... There's to be enough programming all day. There, Each cartooning workshop will be a little different and taught by different cartoonists. Um, then there will also, in addition to that, there will be panels, too, that are more for... Some of them are for kids, some of them for adults. Um, so you could... We'd love to have you all day, but you can definitely if you have you know half an hour to drop in just want to check out maybe some interesting comics to buy there's also oh this is very important there's a um it' be a, a costume contest a uh, oh, for excellent. where kids are invited to dress up as like the Black panther or other superhero and the um the prize the grand prize is a fifty dollar gift certificate to the million year picnic
0: oh that's awesome i mean and that's what you know when I think when you picture these comic fest and different types of you know the, the, the idea of the fest it feels like has gone from this sort of very niche you know okay who's going to those kind of things to this very mainstream uh-huh. um event where, where people dress up and people get yeah, so into it. I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, I was probably 10 going to um, a comic book convention in New York City yeah. that I uh, talked my father into to bringing me and some of my, my uh, comics <laughs> friends. And he felt like he had just walked into outer space. You know, there was the guy dressed yeah. as Conan the Barbarian. And, yeah. you know, this was not something <laughs> that people knew about <laughs> that was going on. It felt very underground for somebody yeah. to be bringing his 10-year-old son to. I had a blast. Um, But now it feels like this is part, you know, it's just a a part of family activity. Oh, we'll go to the fest. And uh, like you said, some of these famous ones, you know, are huge. But these little ones I think are are perfect for something that's close, that you don't, like you say, you don't have to spend a lot of money or a lot of time to to get to. And the kids, like you just brought your kids to one in the library recently, right, Dave?
1: Well, actually it was, uh, so in Maynard, Mass., it's a... um Small town in Metro West. They had a the Maynard Public Library, a sort of a very small one. And I actually bumped into uh, the guy that owns the comic book shop. Yeah, right Tony there.
2: Davis. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Tony, he's really well respected in the, uh, I think, nationally comics community. Um, if you're an independent cartoonist and you self publish, chances are you know Tony Davis. He sells a lot of uh, uh, independent, in- independently published work at his shop. Um, he carried my, um, my zine of. Um, of a graphic novel I'm working on, um, even one before, the current one I worked on. Um, and so, in a way, I, I kid and tell, like, he's my... Uh, um, uh, my credibility. <laughs> so when I tell cartoons, hey, come come table at this festival, you know, Tony Davis is organized. Oh, Tony! And then yeah. they're there. And also, I'm um, speaking of um, other um, indie fest, MICE, um, the Massachusetts Independent... Um, Comics Expo, uh, a lot of the people who are help organizing that, they, they've given us a helping hand. Um, so the person who does a lot of the workshops for kids, she's coordinating our workshops. Um, the One of the co-directors, uh, Shelley Paroline, um, she was one of the founders of that. She was basically my consultant for this. And um, her and her husband, um, Braden Lamb, they will be among our special guests. They,
1: they were the two that were at the Maynard uh-huh. Comic. They're the ones who were presenting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's. I think the. Yeah. Bo- um, we're really lucky to live in Boston. We have a great, vibrant, uh, comics community, um, and so we're lucky. So we're going to have like. So uh, it'll be Shelley and Braden, um, and uh, some other kind of locally based cartoonists. Um, um, uh, Marika yeah, Bob- McCullough will be there, and she run the Massachusetts Book Award. Um, she was a Massachusetts Book Award Honor winner. Um, in her with her book uh, Baba Yaga's Assistant, she'll be doing some of the uh, workshops. Joel Christian Gill, who's he does a lot of comics about um, little known stories in, in Black history. Um, his work is really fascinating and it's great and great for kids. Um, and then and then Amaris Wicks, who does a lot of science oriented comics, she'll be there. Um, so it's, it's a great lineup yeah, I was I was looking on your
0: website and just clicking through to the various and if you go to the Boston Comics Kids Fest website you'll see um, links to all of the exhibitors website, it's just some great work I was looking at uh, Brendan Tobin who does uh, yeah. like the superhero comics spoofs hilarious yeah. and great art. Yeah. Um, and that really brings sort of the comic books and the comic yeah. strip concept together. And, of course, Mark Parisi, who we've had on the yep, show, Mark Parisi, yep. um, who does Off the Mark and the new Marty Pants novels. So it's just so much to, to choose from. Um, by the way, just to remind you, uh, you are listening to the Strip Search podcast with London and Chiega, and our very special guest today is Jonathan Todd. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit, as much as we want to talk about the fest, which we do, um, a little bit about your work and your um, graphic novel that you had mentioned that you're working on. And I was looking on on your website, um, and that's you know really really um, I, I found it uh, to be um, just terrific character development in that. And is it what's the current title of of that, that?
2: Yes, the the current title of the the formal graphic novel will be called Timid, and it's. Um I just accepted an offer from a major publisher. I'm not at liberty to say who who the publisher is at this point. Um, the, um, I was hoping to maybe at the Comic Con I'll be able to. Um, but yeah, I'm very ex- excited about. it. I've been working on it for a number of years, um, and I've been, um, as I said, mentioned uh, serializing it in some zines. And um, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um, it is the it is the main character Cecil because it was called <laughs> Cecil's World on on the website and he has this great um, internal monologue mm. it feels like I just reading it I was like um, you know basically you you get an entire narration of every thought and every decision <laughs> he makes and I think you know it's sorta of, uh, it, it sort of comes from a couple angles one you know it, it talks about um, you know him as an african-american in you know in his school and uh, what you know how that makes him feel you know it's sort of a, a uh, minority in certain situations, yeah. but also it had this uni- very universal feel that really anybody has growing up about second guessing all your <laughs> decisions and everything that you do and the social structure of you know being an, I guess you sort of a middle school right age student. Yeah. So it, it just it, you know just very well done and you know do you, like do you see that as a, a way to get kids who may be thinking similar thoughts to to say hey I'm going through that too.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and thank you. I'm so glad it's coming across in the comics. Yeah, um, so uh, Cecil is the main character, and uh, he was definitely inspired by my uh, growing up, um, my my growing up, and particularly those those middle school years. My family we used to live in Florida, and then I came up here during middle school, and I actually locally it was uh, Wellesley Middle School, and um, so it's just um, it's inspired by by that, and just trying to really find your place and not kind of really feel like you fit in, in in certain crowds. So, you know, I, I lived, I was a, one of the a few black Americans who actually lived in Wellesley, but yet at the same time, there was um, the Metco program where kids were bused from the city, um, black kids were bused from the city. So then it was really, I, I there, when, as a newcomer to that environment, with, seemed to me as this kind of the self-segregation and I just couldn't really understand that as a 12 year old. And so in, um, in, in um, Timid, I tried to kind of, I, I, I wrote it for kids who might be going through similar things and might feel lonely so they'll know like, you know, other kids have gone through this and we, you know, it came out okay and they figured, uh, you know, how to navigate some, what felt like very difficult um, social situations. Yeah. Well, congratulations on uh, getting that
0: published. That's terrific news. We're breaking that news here <laughs> today on the Strip Search podcast. Thank you. Uh, and we'll have to, when that comes out, we'll have to have you back on to to talk more about that. Um, so you know, we have a couple of minutes left. Um, anything else you'd want to sort of talk about in terms of the fest, your own work? You know, oh, what yeah. what else you have planned? I'm, Dave I'm might have jump a question. In
1: and t- and pose a question, I always sure. I'd be the uh, cartoonist of the group <laughs> I always uh, go techie, and I ask okay. people what their tools are, <laughs> okay. and if uh, you know they're going old school, or if they've made the jump to electronics. Oh, so boy. If you could talk a little bit uh, about what you like to use to actually draw.
2: Yeah, um, I'm definitely a traditional cartoonist. Um, so I um, I use India ink. I use a brush uh, for the drawings. Um, I guess the most technical thing I've done is more uh, what one uses, instead of a Dip pin for my letters that I do uh, hand measure. Um, I, I I use a um, a micron pin, but I but I also I do scan my work in. Um, but and so uh, that's kind of the tools I use. I um, also traditional as far as um, I think my style of drawing is kind of more in the traditional, more comic strip editorial cartoon style versus um, the uh, more a comic book uh comic book um, superhero style um, so uh but what I did hope to do in my my book is to integrate a lot of um, um like kind of modern children's literature there's a lot of you're talking about the uh, inner monologue and so in a lot of like prose children's books you have a lot of that and it's very rich and I was always wondering why some kids comics they didn't do that also I mean you have that with alternative comics um, and the zines, and the indie scenes, or you know um, the whole movement in the the '80s, and like with Spiegelman, and um, and so it's in adult graphic novels. You have a very um, kind of slice of life thing. So I just wanted to integrate that more into a kid's world in in my own work.
0: That's terrific. Yeah, it definitely it definitely does come across, and it is a, it is a cool style. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about um, the way graphic novels have have exploded is there's so many different um, ways to approach it from the very comic booky, you know, yeah. traditional comic book style to all these um, very unique to the artist type right. approaches. Um, so yeah, we're very, we'll be very excited to, to see that when it, uh, when it comes out. Um, so I'm going to reiterate, everyone, is the Boston Comics... No, I'm sorry. See, I already got the name wrong. The Boston Kids Comic Fest. And if you are in the Jamaica Plain area on Saturday, April 28th, you have no excuse.
1: Or if you have a car.
0: (laughs) Right. Yes. Well, you could walk. Jamaica Plain, very walkable. I meant
2: if you're from far away. Yes, that's
0: true. That's true. And it's
2: near the Forest Hills train station, about a half-mile walk from the Orange Line. So you can can walk from the train station. There's probably a bus that goes by it, too. I
0: (laughs) think so. I would think so. Um, well Jonathan Dodds thank you so much for uh, coming coming in to talk we're like I said very excited we'll be seeing you that day and we'll be seeing everybody Uh Um, so definitely check out petpeepscomic dot com to get the details about our upcoming broadcast about the fest about everything else that's going on um, and come on out to see all of us live and in person anything else to add guys
2: Oh, no, thanks for having me. I'm so excited you guys are gonna be broadcasting live from from there. It's gonna be it's exciting. It, it'll very be fun and we're looking forward to seeing everybody. <laughs> and, and
1: I will be bringing my kids so that we're throw, <laughs> throw that whole, you know, wrench
0: in the- <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. If you could watch them for an hour or so that, <laughs> yeah, would, that would be helpful. No, they're very well be very well behaved children.
2: Yeah, my son will be there too. So oh, perfect. He might be at the young artist table.
0: That's excellent. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon.